0: what's up everybody you are listening to another episode of life in english and i am your host tony kazen and today is part two part two of the shortness of life all right because i think it was last week i did a new experiment basically reading some passages from this book that i'm reading called the shortness of life by seneca or seneca i'm not sure and um Just in case you haven't heard the first episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one first. But just to give you a brief uh, overview, The Shortness of Life is basically a collection of short uh, thoughts or essays. It's really one long essay comprised of shorter thoughts by the Italian philosopher, playwriter, and politician Seneca. He lived from about 4 B.C., to 65 A.D., all right, and um, this book really helped me in a lot of ways just to stop and think about what I'm doing with my time, how I want to spend my life, and the importance of time management, you know what I'm saying, so that's why I thought it might be cool to share this with you, you know, because I love sharing information, knowledge, experiences, stuff like that, and that's what this podcast is about, life in English. You feel me? So, like I said, this is part two. It's going to be the same as part one. And uh, like I said, just in case you haven't heard part one and you're not going to listen to part one for some strange reason, this is the way it's going to happen. I'm basically going to read three passages that I chose from the book. But first, before every passage, I'm going to uh, basically give you some vocabulary. Because this book, like I said, Seneca lived... He was born B.C. before we actually, you know, started recording time. You feel me? So um it was translated from old, old, old Italian, I imagine, into old, old, old English. So even for me, when I'm reading this book, it's hard not to understand per se, but hard to read. You know, the grammar, the word choice is a little strange. So, again, don't feel bad if you have... Uh, Difficulty understanding this language Because even for somebody like me Or any other English speaker It might be a little difficult So before I read each passage I'm going to share with you Some useful vocabulary That you're going to hear In the passage So that way you won't be totally lost The entire time And again you can always rewind the podcast Listen to the vocabulary And the definitions again And then re-listen to the passage Alright So let's get started. All right. Now, this is passage number one of the podcast, but passage number seven of the book. And there's no titles for these passages, they're just numbered. All right. But what I got from this passage, or based on what I got from this passage, I named it uh, Living versus Existing. Okay. So keep that theme in mind. And then once I'm done reading, you can see if you got the same idea. All right. So, on to the vocabulary. All right. um, Lust, L-U-S-T, is a very strong sexual desire. Okay? Shameful. Shameful means worthy of or causing shame or disgrace. Engrossments. uh, To engross means to absorb all the attention or interest of someone or something. So an engrossment is something that absorbs all your attention or interest. Okay. Possessed, when talking about a person, means completely tro- controlled by an evil spirit. Nevertheless, nevertheless, that's one word, nevertheless means in spite of or notwithstanding or all the same. Okay. Astray, Astray means away from the correct path or direction. To go astray means to go in a different or incorrect direction, OK? Seemly, seemly means comforting to accepted notions, or... no. comforting to accepted notions of Jesus Christ. Comforting to accepted notions of propriety or good taste okay, seemly, um, pleasantly appearing. Let's say it that way. All right. Manner. Manner. A way in which a thing is done or happens. Sight. C-I-T-E, not S-I-T-E. That's something different. So C-I-T-E, cite means a quote from a passage, a book, or an author as evidence for Or justification of an argument or statement, especially in a scholarly work like a book or an essay or a research paper or something like that. All right. Avaricious. Avaricious means having or showing an extreme greed for wealth or material gain. All right. Wrathful. Wrathful means full of or characterized by intense anger. Okay bear not the animal bear in this context means to support or to carry in some way literally or metaphorically okay bail b-a-i-l bail means the temporary release of an accused person awaiting trial sometimes on condition that a sum of money be lodged to guarantee their appearance in court which basically means like let's say you get arrested and I pay your bail money. I pay money to the court to release you from jail until you go to trial. Right? And that money is basically like security or guarantee that you will actually come back to court. Theoretically. Right? All right. Eloquence. Eloquence means fluent or persuasive speaking or writing. So if you speak eloquently, it means you speak very beautifully and persuasively. All right? Crammed. C-R-A-M-M-E-D, crammed. And to cram, the verb, means completely fill a place or a container to the point that it appears to be overflowing. We can also say, I'm cramming for my final exams, which means I'm trying to cram as much information into my brain so that I pass the test. All right? Encumbrances. Encumbrances. Uh, An encumbrance is a burden or an impediment, all right? Filched, F-I-L-C-H-E-D, filched, means to pilfer or steal something, especially a thing of small value, and to do it in a casual way, okay? A petty theft, all right? Grudgingly, grudgingly means in a reluctant or resentful manner, okay? Okay? Worthy. Worthy means having or showing the qualities or abilities that merit recognition in a specified way. Burdened. Burdened uh, means how can I say this? A burden is a heavy load. So if you are burdened, it means you have you're carrying a heavy load. Alright? Throngs. T H R O N G S Throngs. Throngs. A large, densely packed crowd of people or animals. That's a throng. That's a very old word. You will probably never in your life hear someone say that outside of this podcast. All right? Um, Heirs. Not air like the air you breathe, but H-E-I-R-S. Heirs. An heir is a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another on that person's death. So the heir to the throne is normally the king's son, right? He's legally entitled to become king once the current king, his father, dies, all right? Legacy Hunters. Now, legacy, in this context, is basically a reputation that you leave behind, okay? So somebody might say, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for once you die, right? So a legacy hunter is someone who hunts to have a legacy. You know, and hunting is basically like pursuing something the way you hunt for animals. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. Uh, retinue. A group of advisors, assistants, or others accompanying an important person. Fasces, A bundle of rods with a projecting axe blade carried by a lictor in ancient Rome. As a symbol of the magistrate's power and used as an emblem of authority in fascist Italy. You'll probably never hear that word either. All right, lionized. Lionized means give a lot of public attention and approval to someone or treat them as a celebrity. To lionize. Weariness. Weariness means extreme tiredness or fatigue. To be wary means to be extremely tired. Wrinkles. W-R-I-N-K-L-E-S. Wrinkles. A slight line or fold in something, especially like fabric or the skin of the face. Like wrinkles in your clothes or wrinkles in your face when you get older. Okay. Voyage. V-O-Y-A-G-E. Voyage. A long journey involving travel by sea or in space. Fierce. F-I-E-R-C-E. Fierce. Having or displaying an intense or ferocious aggressiveness. Hither and thither. This is a very, very, very old way of saying here and there. Very old. You'll probably never hear it unless you're reading the Bible or some ancient text. All right? Raged. Feel or express violent, uncontrollable anger. That's rage. Quarters are little coins uh, that are worth 25 cents here in the U.S., but in this context, it means each of four equal or corresponding parts into which something can be divided. All right? Also, another definition is a living place. Okay? The quarters can also be like... um, Think of apartments, a space where somebody lives, okay? And finally, tossing about, okay? To toss means to throw something somewhere lightly or easily or casually, to toss. So in this context, tossing about is the same thing as throwing around, okay? To throw something casually from this side to that side or over there, okay? To toss is like to throw, all right, man, 12 minutes in, bro, what the fuck, I hope you're still with me, all right, that was a lot of vocabulary, I hope you're, you know, still following me here, stay awake, grab some coffee, because now, we're about to get into the actual passage, all right, and it is one, two, damn, three and a half pages, all right, so I'm not gonna speed read here, but I'm gonna try to read in a way that doesn't put you to sleep. All right. I know my voice is a little monotone, but stay with me. All right. Because this is some good stuff. So here we go. Passage number seven. <clears throat> but among the worst, I count also those who have time for nothing but wine and lust, for none have more shameful engrossments. The others, even if they are possessed by the empty dream of glory, nevertheless go astray in a seemly manner. Though you should cite to me the men who are avaricious, the men who are wrathful, whether busied with unjust hatreds or with unjust wars, these all sin in more manly fashion. But those who are plunged into the pleasures of the belly and into the lust bear a stain that is dishonorable. Search into the hours of all these people. See how much time they give to accounts, how much time to laying snares how much time to fearing them? How much time to paying court? How much time to being courted? How much is taken up in giving or receiving bail? Become a matter of business, and you will see how their interests, whether you can call them evil or good, do not allow them time to breathe. Finally, everybody agrees that no one pursuit can be successfully followed by a man who is busied with many things. Eloquence cannot nor the liberal studies, since the mind, when its interests are divided, takes in nothing very deeply, but rejects everything that is, as it were, crammed into it. There is nothing the busy man is less busy with than living. There is nothing that is harder to learn. Of the other arts, there are many teachers everywhere. Some of them we have seen that mere boys have mastered so thoroughly that they could even play the master. It takes the whole of life to learn how to live. And, what will perhaps make you wonder more, it takes the whole of life to learn how to die. Many very great men, having laid aside all their encumbrances, having renounced riches, business, and pleasures, have made it their one aim up to the very end of life to know how to live. Yet the greater number of them have departed from life confessing that they did not yet know still less do those others know. Believe me, it takes a great man and one who has risen far above human weaknesses not to allow any of his time to be filched from him. And it follows that the life of such a man is very long because he has devoted wholly to himself whatever time he has had. None of it lay neglected and idle. None of it was under the control of another. For, guarding it most grudgingly, He found nothing that was worthy to be taken in exchange for his time. And so that man had time enough. But those who have been robbed of much of their life by the public have necessarily had too little of it. And there is no reason for you to suppose that these people are not sometimes aware of their loss. Indeed, you will hear many of those who are burdened by great prosperity cry out at times in the midst of their throngs of clients or their pleadings in court or their other glorious miseries. I have no chance to live. Of course you have no chance. All those who summon you to themselves turn you away from your own self. Of how many days has that defendant robbed you? Of how many that candidate? Of how many that old woman wearied with the burying of her heirs? Of how many that man who is shaming sickness for the purpose of exciting the greed of legacy hunters? of how many that powerful friend who has you and your like on the list, not of his friends, but of his retinue. Check off, I say, and review the days of your life. You will see that very few, and those that refuse, have been left for you. That man who had prayed for the fasces, when he attains them desires to lay them aside and says over and over again, When will this year be over? That man gives games, and after setting great value on gaining the chance to give them, now says, when shall I be rid of them? That advocate is lionized throughout the whole forum, and fills all the place with a great crowd that stretches farther than he can be heard. Yet, he says, when will vacation time come? Everyone hurries his life on and suffers from a yearning for the future and a wariness of the present but he who bestows all of his time on his own needs, who plans out every day as if it were his last, neither longs for nor fears tomorrow. For what new pleasure is there that any hour can now bring? They are all known and have all been enjoyed to the full. Mistress Fortune may deal out the rest that she likes. His life has already found safety. Something may be added to it, but nothing taken from it and he will take any addition as the man who is satisfied and filled takes the food which he does not desire, yet can hold. And so, there is no reason for you to think that any man has lived long because he has gray hairs or wrinkles. He has not lived long. He has existed long. For what if you should think that that man had had a long voyage who had been caught by a fierce storm as soon as he left harbor and swept hither and thither, by a succession of winds that raged from different quarters, had been driven in a circle around the same course. Not much voyaging did he have, but much tossing about. Man, hopefully you could stick with me that whole time, because even for me, like I said, that was a little difficult, especially to read, read properly without, you know, pausing or making mistakes and the way it's written makes it harder to read like the grammar the punctuation and shit like that but um maybe pause the podcast for a moment and and consider what you thought or what you think about what was said you know like i said what i got from this was the difference between living and existing you know when you when you stop and consider how much time you spend on yourself creating the life you want to live or creating the person that you want to be. I don't know. I I imagine for most of us, myself included, it's not a lot of time. We dedicate a lot of time to bullshit and bullshit things and bullshit people, you know, because we feel like we're supposed to or because we're running from ourselves. We don't want to sit down and sort ourselves out or organize ourselves, you know, face our fears or our darkest thoughts and desires and shit like that, because it is difficult, you know, especially by yourself, which you have to do it by yourself, you know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is if nobody ever taught you how to do that, you know, it can be very difficult, but not impossible and definitely necessary, you know what I'm saying? Because I think I said in the last podcast, like the last thing I want, I don't know about you. The last thing I want is to get to 50, 60, 80 years old and feel like, God damn, I wasted my time. Knowing, not like realizing as if it were a surprise, but knowing that I should have spent my time in a better way. Because you know, you know when you're fucking up. You know what I'm saying? If you're listening to this, chances are you're at least... 19, 20 years old, and I can't speak for you or all 19 or 20 years old, 20 year olds, but anybody that age or older knows when they're fucking up, knows when they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and about responsibility, and she was telling me how she was having a hard time basically doing what she knew she should be doing, you know, And it's easy to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, that doesn't affect me right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little decision. It's just five minutes. It's just one day. But if you do that every day for a week or two weeks, that's two weeks of your life gone. And you ain't do shit. You haven't done anything. So it may not affect you right now in this very moment. But you can't only think about this very moment, which is kind of... uh, contradictory right because we recommend that you live in the present you don't worry about the past or the future all that matters is the present moment but at the same time you have to take the time to think about the future because it's not something that is off in the distance it's constantly approaching constantly the present and the future are attached in such a strange really the past present and future are attached in such a strange way That you're constantly moving away from the past and towards the future. And the present is always fluctuating, you know, so you kind of have to think in that way. Work in the present with one eye on the future. You know, because everything you've ever done in your life has had an effect on who you are and what your life is like today. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, that's the truth. So the sooner you realize that and take responsibility for your actions, I think the quicker your life is going to get better, you know, because it's all about choices, bro. You may think that choosing to spend 20 minutes on this YouTube video, which normally turns into two hours, is no big deal, but it actually is in the grand scheme of things, especially when repeated over time. But um, anyway, I'm not here to preach. I'm just telling you what I got from this passage, which is to live means to take responsibility and to take control. To exist means to let life just pass you by. Let life take you wherever it wants to, you know. And that, uh, in my opinion, is not a good idea. But so many of us do it, right? Because it's so easy. It's so easy to just let things happen instead of make things happen. You know, instead of making things happen. Anyway, like I said, maybe you should pause the podcast and and think about that for a minute, you know, because me talking right now, me saying these things to you may not really have the effect that you saying these things to yourself would have, you know. I can lead you to the lake, but I can't make you drink is basically what I'm trying to say. So, uh, let's get on to uh, passage number two. And of course, first, we're going to uh, discuss the vocabulary, some some difficult words that you're going to hear in the passage first. So here we go. Actually, first, I'm going to get up and stretch my legs. I'm in the closet, man. I'm recording this in my closet. It's hot as fuck in here. And I'm sitting down. In this hard metal chair. So I'm going to stretch my legs. Get something to drink. And I'll be right back. Alright? Alright. Went stretch the legs. Get a drink. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm back with you. Let's get into the, uh, the vocabulary. So, for passage two. Here's the vocab. Proofs. Proof is evidence or argument establishing or helping to establish a fact or the truth of a statement. Old fashioned, old fashioned uh, when talking about styles or types or people means no longer current or common, basically not modern. So an old fashioned person is somebody who thinks with the mentality of or thinks with the same mentality that existed in the past. It's not a modern way of thinking, a modern way of dressing or a modern way of talking, you know, an old fashioned person. Bold. B-O-L-D. Bold. When talking about a person, an action, or an idea, is something that shows the ability to take risks or be confident and courageous. Bold. Inflicting. To inflict means to cause something unpleasant or painful um, or to be suffered by someone or something. So to inflict pain, for example, means to cause someone to feel pain. Right, pin pricks. Okay, a pin prick is like how can I say this? It's like when you poke or aggressively press into something with a pin, and I don't mean pen like you write with, I mean pin like a thin piece of metal with a sharp point at one end that is normally used for sewing, like um, when you try to close the hole. In a piece of clothing, you use something like a pin or a needle to sew the hole closed. A pinprick. Hopefully that made sense. All right, sophistry. Sophistry. Um, the use of fallacious arguments, especially with the intention of deceiving. Okay, so sophistry means to deceitfully use fallacies or illogical arguments. Okay. Serviceable means fulfilling its function adequately or usable. Okay, serviceable, usable, it's like the same thing. Nipped, N-I-P-P-E-D, nipped, means uh, pinched, squeezed, or bitten sharply. All right? Crushed. To crush is to deform or pulverize or force inwards by compressing forcefully. To crush, alright? Wept over. Now, wept is past tense of weep. And to weep basically just means to cry, to shed tears. So to weep over something means to cry about something, alright? Doubtful. Doubtful means feeling uncertain about something. Recall. To recall means to bring back into one's mind or to remember, to recall. Okay? Uh, Regret. Regret means feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over uh, something that has happened or been done, especially a loss or a missed opportunity. Therefore. Therefore is the same thing as for that reason or consequently. Therefore, unwilling means not ready, not eager, or not prepared to do something. Disguised. Disguised means uh, having changed one's appearance in order to conceal one's identity. Recklessly means without regard to the danger or the consequences of one's actions. Treacherously, treacherously is guilty or uh, guilty of or involving betrayal or deception. Betrayed to expose to danger by treacherously giving information to an enemy. To betray, so you can betray your country, you can betray your friends, your family. To betray, okay, greedily seized. Okay. To seize means to take hold of suddenly and forcibly. Okay. So to seize greedily means to seize in a selfish way. Okay. Lavishly squandered. All right. Lavish is um, like rich, elaborate, or luxurious. So lavishly squandered means to To waste something in a very, how can I say, a careless way. All right. Sacred means connected with God or dedicated to a religious purpose and so deserving veneration. Sacred. Mishaps. A mishap is an unlucky accident. Disquieted means to make someone worried or anxious. So if I am disquieted, I am worried or anxious. Snatched away. To snatch means to quickly seize something in a rude or eager way. Like if somebody snatches your phone from you, or snatches some food out of your hand, or snatches something away from you. To snatch away. Everlasting means lasting forever or a very long time, weighted by a yoke, okay? A yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to the plow or cart that they pull, okay? Um, Again, this might be something that you'll never hear in normal conversations or modern texts but I'm pretty sure they still exist. Yokes. Okay. Vanishes into an abyss. So to vanish is to disappear. And an abyss is like a dark, bottomless pit. So vanish into the abyss, disappear into the bottomless pit, more or less. Pour into a vessel. Okay, to pour... Like, pour into a vessel, just imagine... Pouring water into a cup. That's the idea here. Okay. Settle upon. To settle means to sit or come to rest in a comfortable position. And we settle upon something or settle on something. Okay. Delay means to make someone or something late or slow. Firmament. Firmament is uh, the heavens or the sky, especially when regarded as a tangible thing. Unresting means ceaselessly active or not resting. Grasped. To grasp means to seize and hold firmly. Distracted. When you are distracted, you are unable to concentrate because your mind is preoccupied. Okay? Okay? So, that's all the vocabulary for this passage. And like I said, there's no names for these passages as far as I know. They're just numbers. And this is passage number 10 from the book, but passage number 2 for this podcast. And um, the main theme that I got from this is to reflect on the past. Okay? So again, listen to the passage and maybe pause it once I'm done reading and see if you get the same idea or maybe something different. All right? Here we go. Should I choose to divide my subject into heads with their separate proofs, many arguments will occur to me by which I could prove that busy men find life very short. But Fabianus, who was none of your lecture room philosophers of today, but one of the genuine and old-fashioned kind, used to say that we must fight against the passions with main force, not with artifice, and that battle line must be turned by a bold attack, not by inflicting pen pricks. The sophistry is not serviceable, for the passions must be not nipped, but crushed. Yet, in order that the victims of them may be censored, each for his own particular fault, I say that they must be instructed, not merely wept over. Life is divided into three periods, that which has been, that which is, and that which will be. Of these, present time is short. The future is doubtful, and the past is certain. For the last one is the one over which fortune has lost control, is the one which cannot be brought back under any man's power. But men who are engrossed lose this, for they have no time to look back upon the past. And even if they should have, it is not pleasant to recall something that they must view with regret. They are, therefore, unwilling to direct their thoughts backward to ill-spent hours and those whose vices become obvious if they review the past. Even the vices which were disguised under some allurement of momentary pleasure do not have the courage to revert to those hours. No one willingly turns his thought back to the past unless all his acts have been submitted to the censorship of his conscience, which is never deceived. He who has ambitiously coveted, proudly scorned, recklessly conquered, treacherously betrayed, greedily seized, or lavishly squandered, must needs fear his own memory. And yet this is the part of our time that is sacred and set apart, put beyond the reach of all human mishaps, and removed from the dominion of fortune, the part which is disquieted by no want, by no fear, by no attacks of disease, This can neither be troubled nor snatched away. It is an everlasting and unanxious possession. The present offers only one day at a time, and each by minutes. But all the days of pastime will appear when you bid them. They will suffer you to behold them and keep them at your will, a thing which those who are engrossed have no time to do. The mind that is untroubled and tranquil has the power to roam into all parts of its life. But the minds of the engrossed, just as if weighted by a yoke, cannot turn and look behind. And so their life vanishes into an abyss. And as it does no good, no matter how much water you pour into a vessel, if there is no bottom to receive and hold it, so with time, it makes no difference how much is given, if there is nothing for it to settle upon. It passes through the chinks and holes of the mind. Present time is very brief, so brief, indeed, that to some there seems to be none, for it is always in motion, it ever flows and hurries on, it ceases to be before it has come, and can no more brook delay than the firmament or the stars, whose ever-unresting moment never lets them abide in the same track. The engrossed, therefore, are concerned with the present time alone, and it is so brief that it cannot be grasped. And even this is filched away from them, distracted as they are among many things. All right. So again, uh, I, if you're still with me to this point, uh, I recommend you pause. The podcast maybe return, listen to the vocabulary, listen to the passage again, and see what you think. You know, because... Uh, What I got from this passage, again, is that you need to take time to reflect on the past. Because it's something that you can never change, but it is something that you can learn from, you know. I mean, they say history repeats itself for a reason because a lot of times we're not willing to look back at the past and learn from it, you know. We're too concerned with uh, what's coming and not what has already come, you know. I don't know. I think it is, though. I think it's really important to stop and think about, like I said, what you've been doing. And how it has had an effect on what you're doing now. The way your life is right now. Because if... You know, I'll give you an example. I, I've been, I was smoking weed since I, I started smoking weed at 15 years old. And I smoked all the way up until 24. It's nine years. And although I may not have been able to plan and organize and build my life at 15, still just the simple act of smoking weed and uh, wasting time and money on things that had, I shouldn't say no positive effect, but on things that would in no way move me forward in life, closer to where I really wanted to be, closer to who who I really wanted to be, you know, Just by smoking weed and not really considering what I was, you know, the effect of that. I become or I became something like a shell of myself, a fraction of what I really could have been. You know what I'm saying? All that time. All that money that could have been invested in a better way. I just smoked it all away. And it wasn't until I got to like my my 20s. 22, 23, 24, that I started to turn back to the past and think like, man, imagine how much money I've spent on this shit. Imagine what I could be doing with my time. And even once I realized, I uh, continued to do it just because it was easier. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to stop something that not only feels good, but something you've been doing for so long because you don't know what to replace that vice with i think that's the reason a lot of people continue to do the things they do even once they realize it's bad for them you know so i I would say this looking back on the past really isn't enough you have to look back learn from it and then take action i mean that's what it comes down to like i said it's all about choices you know it's not enough to say oh i messed up or oh i'm messing up and then go back to messing up that don't make no sense you know, so anyway, like I said before, I read this passage, like the past, the present and the future are strangely connected in a way that forces you to constantly consider all three while living in the present. How strange is that? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm just here to read you some passages. So let's get on to uh, passage number three and uh, of course, first, we'll read some vocabulary. But again, I'm gonna stretch my legs, go get some fresh air because I'm literally, I'm sitting here sweating, man, I'm literally sweating right now, just sitting down here reading to you. Shit is crazy. So I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. I'm back. All right, so let's get <laughs> Let's uh let's get into the vocabulary for passage number 3, which is actually passage number 16, I guess. These are Roman numerals, so I'm not sure. XVI, I'm pretty sure it's 16. 10 5 1. It's got to be 16, right? So, vocabulary that you're going to hear during this passage. Number 1. Neglect. N E G L E C T. Neglect. Means fail to care for properly. Brief. B R I E F. Brief. Is um, of a short duration. So a brief moment is a short moment. Okay. Wretches. W R E T C H E S. Wretches. An unfortunate. Or happy person is a wretch. Wretches is is just the plural form. Invoke. To cite or appeal to someone or something as an authority for an action or in support of an argument. I didn't even understand that shit. So to invoke is like... hmm To appeal to someone... Basically, to, to try to make someone do something. Like if I invoke sadness, I'm, I, I make you feel sad. That's the way I understand the word. Okay. Folly, F O L L Y, folly, is lack of good sense or foolishness. Folly. Harassed, feeling or looking strained through having too many demands made on oneself. Okay, so um, to harass someone is basically hmm, to make them feel stressed or strained by, by asking them or trying to make them do something that they probably don't want to do, to harass someone, to bother someone, basically. Shifting, okay, shifting is like changing or something of that nature and especially in an unpredictable, unpredictable way, shifting, okay? Dread, D-R-E-A-D, dread. And not like dreadlocks, like the hair, even though it's spelled the same. Dread in this context is to anticipate with great apprehension or fear. Like I'm dreading this math test um, that I have this afternoon, which means I'm anticipating it with fear or uh, maybe a bit of anxiety, Okay. Restless means uh, unable to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom. And boredom is the state of being bored. Leisure, L-E-I-S-U-R-E, leisure, is basically just free time, time to relax. Strive, uh, to make great efforts to achieve or obtain something, to strive. Intervening. To intervene means to come between so as to prevent or alter a result or course of events. Intervene is very similar to interfere. All right. Irksome. I R K S O M. Irksome is the same thing as irritating or annoying. So somebody might say, You're really irking me, or That irks me. It's the same thing as That annoys me. All right gladiatorial exhibition gladiatorial exhibition an exhibition is a public display of works of art or items of interest normally held in an art gallery or a museum or a fair or something like that so it's like a display so a gladiatorial exhibition is a display of gladiators more or less Okay, and a gladiator is like a warrior a fighter something of that nature you know very common, I guess, in the old Roman times. Alright? Don't quote me on that. I really don't know. That I'm just giving you the definition in this context. Alright? Stay with me. Amusement. Amusement is the state or experience of finding something funny. So if something is amusing, it's entertaining and funny. Postponement. To postpone is the action... How can I say this? To postpone something is like to defer something, okay? So if I postpone our meeting today, it means that I reschedule it so that we have it at a later date. I defer it, okay? Swift, W-S-I-F-T. Swift is um, quickly or promptly, all right? Flee. F L E E means to run away from a place or a situation of danger. Like if we're fleeing uh, the war or the conflict, we flee from, I'm pretty sure it's flee from conflict. Free, flee, shit, flee from something, I'm pretty sure. All right, fixed, F I X E D, means fastened securely in a particular place or position. To fix also means um, to repair something, but in this context, it means to place in a particular position so that it stays there, to fix something. Scanty, S-C-A-N-T-Y. Scanty is small or insufficient in quantity or amount. Scanty. Um, Harlot, H-A-R-L-O-T, is a very old word for prostitute harlot Um, fostering human frailties to foster means to encourage or promote the development of something typically regarded as good and frailties is uh, the condition of being weak and delicate so if i'm fostering human frailties it means i'm basically encouraging human weakness okay enticement Enticement is something used to attract or to attempt, uh, no, enticement is something used to attract or to tempt someone um, to do something, okay? So if something is enticing, it's attracting or attractive, I should say. It's attractive. Um, Indulgence, to indulge, I-N-D-U-L-G-E, indulge means to allow oneself to enjoy the pleasure of something. So I can indulge in some chocolate or indulge in some weed or something like that. Okay, so indulgence is the act of indulging, okay? And finally, dawn, D-A-W-N. Dawn is the first appearance of light in the sky before sunrise, all right? So now that we got the vocabulary... Let's get into the passage, all right? And this is passage number three for the podcast, but passage, I believe, number 16 in the book, The Shortness of Life, all right? And the theme I got from this book, this book, what the fuck? This passage is living for the future, okay? And like I said, the first two passages, I recommend after I finish reading, maybe pause the podcast and just consider what was said before I give my own opinion, all right? Here we go. But those who forget the past, neglect the present, and fear for the future, have a life that is very brief and troubled. When they have reached the end of it, the poor wretches perceive too late that for such a long while they have been busied in doing nothing. Nor because they sometimes invoke death have you any reason to think it any proof that they find life long. In their folly, they are harassed by shifting emotions which rush them into the very things they dread. They often pray for death because they fear it. And too, you have no reason to think that this is any proof that they are living a long time. The fact that the day often seems to them long, the fact that they complain that the hours pass slowly until the time set for dinner arrives, for whenever their engrossments fail them, they are restless because they are left with nothing to do, and they do not know how to dispose of their leisure or to drag out the time. And so they strive for something else to occupy them, and all the intervening time is irksome. Exactly as they do when a gladiatorial exhibition has been announced, or when they are waiting for the appointed time of some other show or amusement, they want to skip over the days that lie between, All postponement of something they hope for seems long to them, yet the time which they enjoy is short and swift, and it is made much shorter by their own fault, for they flee from one pleasure to another and cannot remain fixed in one desire. Their days are not long to them, but hateful. Yet, on the other hand, how scanty seem the nights which they spend in the arms of a harlot or in wine! It is this also that accounts for the madness of poets in fostering human frailties by the tales in which they represent that Jupiter, under the enticement of the pleasures of a lover, doubled the length of the night. For what is it but to inflame our vices to inscribe the name of the gods as their sponsors and to present to the excused indulgence of divinity as an example to our own weakness? Can the nights which they pray for so dearly fail to seem all too short to these men? They lose all the day in expectation of the night, and the night in fear of the dawn. And that's it. So again, maybe you should pause, re-listen to that passage, um, and assuming that you've done that before you're hearing what I'm saying right now, uh, I'm going to give you my personal opinion again. I think, um, again, what I got from this this passage was we spend a lot of time living for the future instead of the present. And like I said, it's, it's really contradictory, right? Because you're supposed to focus on the present, live for the present, but at the same time, you have to think about the future and plan for it, prepare for it, work towards it, you know what I'm saying? But I guess... There's different ways of doing that, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a difference between working towards the future and just anticipating the future. Right? I mean, I think there's a difference between, let's say, next year I want to, I don't know, travel to another country. I want to travel, visit a new country. There's a difference between having that as a future goal and working every day to make sure that happens in the future and simply waiting around for that day to come without actually preparing for it. There's there's a clear difference, at least to me. There's a clear difference between those two things. And I guess that's what Seneca is trying to say is, you know, a lot of us sit around waiting only for the pleasurable moments, only for the positive times, only for the fun to occur. Occur? (laughs) To occur, you know? Instead of doing the hard work right now in our day-to-day lives so that when that that moment of pleasure does come we can it'll be that much sweeter we can enjoy it that much more you know but if you just sit around waiting for the good times you know just think about all that time in between this good moment and that good moment think about all the time you're just wasting waiting for something else good to happen because the way I see it now in this very moment, life isn't all about roses and rainbows and fucking, you know, parties and shit. That's It's cool. It's cool. But that's not what it's all about. It is, I mean, it is about suffering a little bit, having hard times, and doing things that are difficult. Because if you ask me, we're here to grow and evolve. And you can't do that unless you're under a little bit of pressure. Unless you're a little uncomfortable from time to time. You know? And like I said, the same way, you know, going to the gym every day for a year can be a bitch sometimes. After the year has passed and you see the result, it's like, shit, it feels good. But if you just sit around saying, oh, I want to gain muscle, I want to gain weight, a year passes and you're still a fat fuck or skinny as a toothpick, probably not going to feel so good. And you're obviously not going to have the result that you were anticipating. So I think that's what I'm trying to say is there's a difference between working towards the future and just waiting for the future, you know? Can't just wait for shit to happen, especially only the positive things. You know, running away from anything that's difficult or unpleasant, you know, or tedious, because sometimes it's necessary, bro. It's necessary. So, again, at no point in this podcast have I been trying to preach. I'm just telling you what I understood from these passages when I read them. And the way I think about life in this moment, you know, so I don't know. I wish there was a way. I guess there is, huh? I could broadcast live and get other people's opinions, but then it wouldn't really be a podcast, right? Anyway, I wish I could talk to Seneca. You know, that's one thing I wish is I could is I wish I could talk to people from like ancient times. And when I say ancient I mean any time in the past like 30 years ago, 300 years ago, 3000 years ago just to to really see what the mindset of those people was, how similar or different it was the way they thought about things like Friedrich Nietzsche. What I would give to sit down and just talk to him, you know, even Seneca or Carl Jung, Sigmund Freud. jordan peterson who's still alive you know but just just different people different uh great minds that are out there you know what i'm saying anyway i guess that's it man i guess that's it like i said i had three passages for you uh in this podcast we're almost at an hour so i think it is a good place to to uh stop recording But anyway, just want to leave you with these final thoughts, man. Uh, If you're still listening at this point in the podcast, like, just seriously, I I highly recommend you take some time either daily or at least weekly to, to stop and consider how you've been spending your time and how that time spent is having an effect on your present life, you know, the present moment what needs to be changed, done better, what needs? What do you need to stop doing, what's effective and what's not, who and what is important, who and what is not, you know what I'm saying? Because as far as we know, well, depending on what you believe, it might be different, but scientifically, as far as we know, we only have one life. You're going to die. Believe that, you know? So why not Spend the time you have. Which is a finite amount of time. It's not infinite. It's not unlimited. It's a finite amount. Why not spend it. In a way. That's. uh, That's going to help you live the life. That you truly want to live. Why not do that? Anything else in my mind. In this moment doesn't really make sense. So you know and maybe that's what you want maybe you you don't care if you waste your entire life that's your choice i'm not trying to talk down to you or say you know that you're a piece of shit cuz you just want to spend your life drinking and partying and smoking and chasing people and and or chasing material gains and shit like that that's what you want to do man go for it you know go for it but i would ask you man is is that all there is to life is that it you know <laughs> I used to think it was, but I definitely don't anymore. So, like I said, if that's what you want, bro, that's good. But you need to know that. You don't need to just guess that, you know, stop and consider it. And if that's what you really want, then cool. But you need to know, is that what you really want? Because life is long, but you can very easily make it real short. And that's basically what I got from this entire book, not just these passages, but from the book in general. So I guess that's it. I guess I'll leave it there, man. Hopefully you picking up what I'm putting down. Hopefully some of this got into your head. You know what I'm (sighs) saying? Trying to end, you know what I'm saying? Just out here trying to educate and motivate, bro. So anytime I get some valuable information, some wisdom, some knowledge. Some interesting experiences. I'm going to share it with you. That's what this podcast is for. It's about life. In English. You feel me? (laughs) Ah, I forgot to say at the beginning of the podcast. uh, Shout out to all my Brazilian friends that support the football team, Corinthians. They won the Campeonato Paulista earlier this afternoon. Sorry to all my palmeirenses. Sorry to all my, my fans of Sao Paulo, Santos, any other team in Sao Paulo. But uh, today is the day of Corinthians. So shout out to y'all. Congratulations. Um, and I guess that's it. So this has been another episode of Life in English. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace.